hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. For two blokes talking tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. It's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I Very think nice. that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two blokes talking tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. We absolutely <laughs> have the best job with Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two blokes talking tech. Tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is episode 21, Two Blokes Talking Tech, and one man that relates very kindly to that number. Your lucky number, Stephen. Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Good uh, day, mate. Hello, Trevor. Great to be here with you. Mate, uh, we have got probably more to talk about on this show than we have ever before yeah. in 21 episodes so uh, let's get on with it mate. let's get straight cracking into it mate Now, Matt, I, uh, obviously, you and I do the rounds on, on radio stations, and one of the things that I talked a lot about this week was the, the phone hacking scandal at News of the yep. World and how that might affect the average punter and more just advice for people, to be honest. And I just it just made me realise that, you know what, people need to understand that these default PIN numbers that, that, that exist... Um, to get into your voicemail. Now, it's confusing because I said this to my wife. In fact, my wife read the, the post I put on my website and she goes, I don't have a PIN number. And I said, you don't have a PIN number because you never ring your voicemail from a landline. But it, it works this way. For anyone that's got a mobile phone and voicemail, there is actually a phone number that you can ring with your carrier to, to access your, your voicemail from, say, work or, or at home. And when you ring that number, you put in your mobile and you put in a PIN number. Now, the issue here is that when you ring it from your mobile, you don't put in a PIN number so you don't know it's there, but the default number on some carriers is easy to predict and therefore people can jump into your voicemail. So, Yeah, it's, oh. uh, it's, a, it, it's not a hard thing to do, as, as has been demonstrated with this drama with the news of the world. Uh, it, it's, it, it's quite easy. It's, they're not actually hacking into your actual mobile itself, so they can't no. look at your photos. I mean, they're they're, they're back logging into the back end, which is stored with the operator that stores your voicemail. So, yeah, right. uh, you know, we're, we're not all... Obviously, our voicemails are, are quite sensitive things. Like any, if someone hacked into my voicemail, it wouldn't worry me. They'd just hear boring messages. Messages, yeah. <laughs> but for those who are a bit sensitive, uh, that, that are a bit, bit more keen to sort of secure that, you know, whether it's 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 you know obviously private conversations or information. You don't have to be a celebrity to worry about this, to no. take precautions. I think uh, it's a smart move to change that PIN number and just be aware of the situation. If you want instructions, I've, I've put them on yourtechlife.com. I've put instructions for Telstra, Optus and Vodafone on how to change your PIN number. And the other thing I do is recommend, I actually don't have voicemail anymore. I, I gave up on that about a year ago. It's just another thing for me to forget to do or forget to check. Um, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm shocking. You know that, mate. Um, but the other, there's another great service that some carriers have. I know when I was with Optus, I had um, what they call ShorePage, and it was, you know, like a personal secretary answer the phone for you. You know, Trevor Long's mobile phone, your message, please, and, and they would text you- it to me. You must have sounded very important when people oh, rang you. Oh, how good is it? It's funny because <laughs> people ring up often and they say, well, is Trevor there? And they're like, nah, it's just a paging service. <laughs> um, but it was fantastic because the, the great thing about it is it comes to you as a text message and the number is therefore embedded in the text. Yeah, so it's very handy. easy to ring back. I, I found that it was, a, you know, you pay 
pay for it. It's a six or eight bucks a month and then, you know, a certain number of messages. But it was a worthwhile service. And the other one is uh, Telstra has a voice-to-text service. Now, this is what happens when people ring me. Because I don't have voicemail, I get 10 seconds. You, if you ring me on my mobile, you get 10 seconds to leave a message and it sends it to me as a text message. Now, it's hit and miss, but it's it, for what it is, it's pretty good technology. Yeah, it's handy if you're in a meeting or something and you can't actually listen to your voicemail, That's but right. you, can, you can read it. It's pretty handy. Most but, of uh, the time, you need to you need to kind of read it out loud to yourself to try and work out what it's saying because it gets most people's <laughs> names wrong, but still, it's a handy thing to have. But generally, the advice that I've got is to change your voicemail or change your habits with voicemail because you don't want to be a victim of this kind of stuff. Now, it's been a big week for Apple. It will be a big week for Apple. Uh, they've announced, uh, they've confirmed that the OS X Lion, the new Mac operating system, will be available from tomorrow, which is Thursday. Yep, and uh, as we so speak, as as we record this, the Apple Store is down on, is on rumors of, of this about to about to, to launch, uh, as well as some other devices. So what we're about to say is, is somewhat old for those of you listening a little bit later in probably, the week. People have probably already downloaded this, Trevor, while we're speaking about it. But just to give you a quick summary, there's more than 250 new features in uh, Lion. A lot of features that have also come across from, from the iPad. So there's a lot of gesture controls. There's launch pad, so the screen can sort of look a little bit like your iPad with all your apps on the same screen. Uh, so... And it's only $31.99. Now, we, later on, in a few minutes, we're going to talk about the app price changes. Uh, so, don't know whether it's still going to be $31.99 or it's going to be equal to the US price. Well, I think what we'll find is that the $31.99 is actually the, the, the good number price that... Uh that, I mean, normally stuff, as we've heard before, is, is a, there's quite a, quite a disparity between the prices. This is very close. The advice that I saw, in fact, Nick Bruffalo used to edit uh, Gizmodo, uh, has got a little website. He, he mentioned today, I thought it was great advice, pop along to Big W or Target and get yourself, uh, you know, you can normally get two $20 iTunes vouchers for 30 bucks, and it's like a 25% saving. So you're going to end up saving 25% on this app purchase. So that's pretty good value. So It is. Well, we might as well talk about that app price change then while, while yeah, we're at it. Uh, the last, late last week, uh, Apple, and they and what I like about it, they, they never made any formal announcement. They just no. did it. Yep. They, they Friday morning, if you would have logged into the App Store on your Mac or on your iPhone or, or on through iTunes, you would have found that those little apps that were $1.19 to yep. make up for the US dollar when it was stronger than the Australian dollar, and now they've adjusted it to to current exchange rate, so the Aussie pricing is virtually equal to the US. So that's mm-hmm. good. So everything got cheaper. Most product, most apps got cheaper, including I reviewed Final Cut Pro 10, which was three hundred and forty nine dollars a week ago. It's now three hundred and nineteen dollars. Yeah. So that's a decent saving. Uh, so great to see that it's all come into line now. So it's become cheaper overnight. We're getting good deals now. The other Apple news that we'll end on is uh, that the, this Saturday, the twenty, what's that? The 23rd, uh, they're ap- opening another Apple store in Penrith, uh, out yep. in the western suburbs of Sydney. I think it's a great location uh, yeah. because they're, they're, what are they? They started in the city, they went to Chatswood and Bondi, which is very, uh, very eastern suburbs. They've got one out at Castle Towers, which is good northwest. Yep. So this is deep west. Uh, it's a fantastic location. It's a very big store, I'm hearing too, Trevor. It's as big as the Bondi store, I was told. So with Bondi stores quite large. So this is a decent sized store. I've got to be honest with you. I reckon the, the Castle Towers store is bigger than Bondi. 
Okay. There yeah. You go. Have you been yeah. out of Castle Towers? I haven't been to the it's Castle Towers. It's a really Towers, nice but, uh, V-shaped designer. It runs across a corner. It's very, very oh, nice. Right. Okay. And the well, other this Penrith th- store is apparently the eleventh store in Australia, by the way, too. Eleventh uh, in Australia. And, and it really shows how important uh, the the diversity of the Sydney market is. Now, the other thing I'll tell you is I read this today um, that the, the app on the Apple website and on Seek.com.au they're actually mani- uh, advertising for store managers for a couple of other locations, including my local Hornsby. So there you go. You're going to apply, Trevor. You could be one of the Apple geniuses. Uh, could I, you? I don't think I would qualify to be a genius, <laughs> just quietly. Um, but that's really interesting because that means you know a lot more stores for Sydney, uh, Hornsby, and I think it's Sutherland. Uh, and I've seen the the hoardings that are up on the second level of Hornsby Westfield. Uh, it's it's again another big store. Yeah. So just um, just on that, Aussies Aussies are quite uh, they, they they really punch above their weight for Apple. Now uh, this morning, apart from the official announcement of uh, Alloyan being available tomorrow. Mm. They've also announced their financial results. One thing I found really interesting was the fact that the Asia-Pacific region actually had quite a growth. Uh, The the Asia-Pacific region uh, quadrupled, sales quadrupled in the last year in the Asia-Pacific region, which includes Australia. So no wonder Mm. they're building more stores here, Trev. Absolutely. And uh, and, there there is one other thing I'll mention on Apple Uh, the uh, BGR, Boy Genius Report, um, had, had a nice little rumour, which has been around for a bit about a low-cost iPhone. And, and the, yeah. the, the, the talk about this in the past has been that it'd be a smaller form or a lower-powered or whatever. This is the great... I think this is actually the most credible-style rumour, that when the next iPhone comes out, and let's just notionally call it the iPhone 5, it will be, you know, the the, the king of iPhones, and then oh. the iPhone 4 will still be available. It'll, it'll be, you know, the mid-range. And then the iPhone 3GS will continue to be made and available, but because of, you know, longevity of life and production of parts, it'll be cheaper for them to do, and it'll it'll be their low-cost, um, the you know, end. In, entry, entry-level iPhone. I think I've that's actually, a great I've idea. I've actually heard... Uh, I, I actually wrote this on Tech Guide a couple of months ago. I heard rumours of even another phone called the iPhone Nano. We may have touched on this. Yes, we did. It's a very low-cost phone with hardly any memory in it because it's all going to access... You're going to access all your content from the cloud. Now... Yeah. A month after I wrote that story, Steve Jobs got up at the Worldwide Developers Conference and unveiled iCloud. So there may be some uh, some of that. That, that rumour may actually be come true. We never know with Apple. We're all waiting to see. Interesting times, and uh, we'll move on now from two blokes talking Apple to two blokes talking everything else, technology. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, uh, Trevor, we should mention our good friends at uh, Samsung and Netgear, uh, who are kindly sponsoring Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now, with Samsung, they've they've come on board as a a recent sponsor, and they've become really the go-to guys when it comes to smart TVs. They're the talk of the town at the moment, and they're leading the way with their smart TVs, whether it's a plasma or LED. Now, their range is available in, obviously, a number of sizes, up to a massive 64 inches. So, do you remember what we used to call the TV? We used to call it the idiot box, but yep. not not anymore. Take a look at what your TV can do now. A Samsung Smart TV can let you access new content and stream movies from the web. It allows you to even download apps, browse the web from the comfort of your lounge, watch YouTube. You can even make your Skype calls on your lounge. No more crowding around the computer anymore. 
and you can even access social networks right there in the comfort of your lounge room. Now, th- these were activities that were restricted to our computer off, off in another part of the house, but now they could be done with ease in your lounge room on a Samsung smart TV. And there's also 3D compatibility. If you're into 3D, you can watch native 3D content and even convert your favorite content from 2D to 3D. For any more information, just head over to samsung.com.au. Now, I, um, we had a blackout a couple of weeks ago here at home. and um, I, You got I, out all the candles, did you, mate? Your kids yeah. would love that. My kids used to love it when we used to have blackouts the kids because they lit them like candles. Kids were in the bath. And Jackson, who's four, has never experienced a blackout. So it was a, a mini freak out. Uh, but then, but then I went, mate. We go and get the torches now, buddy. And he's like me. I don't know why, but I love torches. And so we had a great time. And, all boys love torches, absolutely. And the funny thing was, I only a couple, we don't use our phone here much at all. But uh, every now and then, my wife has uh, friends overseas, and they use uh, those calling cards to call each other. And we we plug in the old Telstra phone, and, and there it goes. It works well. We had the old Telstra phone plugged in, and bingo, it worked even in the blackout. And I got to ring the company and find out what was going on. Well, the problem is with cordless phones, they often don't work in. Black- because they need power at the base station. Well, this is really interesting. Panasonic have launched uh, a new cordless phone, the the six six two series cordless phones, and these are not expensive by any means. You know, hundred bucks for for the dual kit and whatnot. But essentially, the great thing here is it works like a normal cordless phone, got all the great features of digital uh, technology and all that kind of stuff. But in a blackout, put the phone in the base station. The, the handset, and you could just use the speakerphone on the base station to to make and receive calls. Oh, that's great. Well, you know, black blackout situations. You got to remember, like it, it's an inconvenience for when it happens, but in other situations, like if, let, God forbid, a disaster, mm. some some kind of bad thing happens where you do need to communicate amid this. It's such a handy thing to have. It is, and I just oh, look. I don't. Oh, I I wrote about this on the website. I don't know exactly how it works, to be honest. But I actually think it might draw some power from the from the battery in the in the in the actual cordless handset when you put it back in the in the in the mount, so that it can then you know power up the speaker but whatever it is I just think in terms of really simple technology um, I, I think it's impressive and uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing check out the Panasonic 662 range Two Blokes Talking Tech You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick Now you, you and I are both smartphone men Absolutely, Trevor. You're you're a black, you're a BlackBerry man. You're rocking an Android. You've used an iPhone. I'm the same thing. We we both use our smartphones all day long. But what's the one thing that can let us down? Uh, The battery. It's it's a real problem. That's the correct answer, Mr. Long. Thank you. Yes. What do I win? (laughs) Well, I'll uh, let you know that in a little while. But (laughs) I came across a cool new product called the Power Skin. Now, this at first glance, it looks just like a silicon phone cover but with a difference it's got a built-in battery so not only can it protect your phone it can also recharge your phone and it's got enough power can store enough power to not only charge it once it can recharge it twice so it'll if it's a handy thing to have on your phone not only to protect it power it up you can also choose when to power it up so it doesn't have to be charging the whole time it's sitting inside the power oh right so it it, you actually kind of switch it on in a sense even though it's always in it 
It's got an on and off switch, and it's even got a little LED indicator that's on the back just to let you know just how much power is left on the power skin. It's available, obviously, for iPhone 4, all the biggies, Samsung Galaxy S, soon to be the Galaxy S2, HTC Desire HD. They're coming up with a HTC Sensation version. They've also got versions for the BlackBerry Bold and the BlackBerry Curve, uh, and it's, it's, it's valued at $89.95, which mm-hmm. is not too bad. Uh, it's from our good friends at mrmobile.net.au. Mr. Mobile. And what they've done, they've offered, given us a special offer for Two Blokes Talking Tech podcast listeners. Hello. Anyone who gives them a call on 02 8558 what a, what, That is the best phone number in history. 8338 I've remembered that without even hearing it once before. Mate. And he's Mr. Mobile. Of course, he's going to have a good phone number. So it's 02-8338-8558. You mentioned the fact that you heard about the power skins on Two Blokes Talking Tech, and you will get a 20% discount on the $89.95 price. Uh, I said in my review, it is such a handy product, and I said if you're married to your smartphone, the power skin will make an excellent best man. 02-8338-8558 for the Two Blokes Talking Tech special. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Announcement Central the last couple of days, mate. Uh, Lenovo today announced that uh, they were hitting the tablet market. Now, Jeez, Lenovo... Look, imagine my surprise. Another computer company making a tablet, Trevor. Well, you know, I did see a stat about the, the, the amount of uh, market share that, you know, the iPad had, had taken from the, the kind of computing market. But it, it, it's just one of those things. You can't not be in this game, essentially. You know, you, if, you're, if you make technology, you cannot not be making tablets. So, Lenovo, we, we know them for the... the ThinkPad and their IdeaPad, that's their laptop ranges. So they've come out with a couple that I'll, that I'll mention here. The, the IdeaPad K1, um, which is essentially a, a pretty bog-standard um, Android Honeycomb Android? tablet. Yep. Um, looks fantastic. Uh, you know, has all the bells and whistles. The other one is the ThinkPad tablet, which, you know, the whole ThinkPad range is aimed at business class use. And so this is the same. Um, and it also has, I think, it has, it's the one that's got the pen technology as well. So you can kind of use a, a pen on and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So that's, that's a smart approach using, so having the, Entry level and the business level. That, mm. That's that's something that we haven't seen with other companies, is it? That, that's right. And, and and I had a look at a video. Um, so just quickly, the the uh, K one, the idea pad is going to be five sixty nine for a sixteen gig Wi Fi, uh, and seven hundred and nine for a, a sixteen gig three G model. Uh, and the uh, what what are we looking here? The K one. Uh, 32 gig 679. So, you know, pricing wise, and the ThinkPad, the, the, the business grade one is 599 and 729 for the 3G. At the yeah, they're reasonable gig. prices, aren't they, Andrew? But you've got to remember though, Apple, Apple have came out with the iPad 2 well before any of these other companies. So they kind of sort of drew a line in the sand with the pricing. Like Apple, in the, in years gone by, Apple w- w- were seen to be the premium product where it costs a lot more. We, we've said this so it's many totally times. It's totally changed. They've it turned is. everything on their head now. You know, and, and I just think that I know it's great. And I've actually enjoyed using the, the Android Honeycomb tablet a little bit lately. Um, I'm starting to really love some of the interactivity of Android. But I, ju- I just think to really hammer this market, they need to come in at a different price. But that, that aside, what Lenovo have done is they've put some great hardware in these things because that's what they do, good hardware. And they haven't really done much other than they've created what I think is the absolute necessity 
necessity for Android, and that is an app shop. Now, yeah, it's it's an app shop, not an app store, and all those kind of things. But what they're doing is they're they're vetting applications, they're choosing ah, applications to they, put in they're there. They're listening to us, Trevor. They we, are. We said this last week. Clearly, Mister Lenovo has been <laughs> listening to two blokes talking tech who've Naturally. been saying to him, "Listen, <laughs> champion, you need to fix the app market. It is absolute garbage on Android." So they've created a curated app shop which means that you're going to get uh, apps that are, that are made for the device, that look good on the device, that run well on the device, and that, that actually help you and give performance. So, look, really interesting stuff. I, um, I And the other thing is, they actually look quite funky, okay? A lot of the Android tablets are pretty much much-a-muchness. Yeah, they're they've very samey, aren't they? Yes. They've done a little bit with the design of this to give it a kind of a, a, a curved edge on the back and a different, like a two-tone back colour. Uh, I think they've done a good job, to be honest. There isn't much you can do with Android tablets because they are so similar. It's probably got a big, bigger uh, kind of bevel around the outside than I'd hope for. I'd like to see the, the tablet be more the size of the screen, but that's that's all about handling and gestures. So, I don't know. I, I, they have to be in the market. Let's not kid ourselves. Absolutely. Uh, but th- let's be honest, Trevor, like, the companies that freely admit they're playing for second in the tablet market, really, aren't they? Like, they are. Our iPad's got it locked up, number one, but there's a lot of room there for number two. Well, you you were the, you read those earnings uh, for Apple, didn't it? Wasn't it something yeah. like nine million tablets, uh, nine million iPads in in the in the Incredible, last quarter? Incredible. Yeah, it's. Uh, they, I think uh, Mr. Oppenheimer, their chief financial officer, said they were selling every single iPad they were producing. I think Mr. Oppenheimer is rubbing his hands together. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's doing a very good job as the financial officer. He's got a lot of money to count. That's exactly right. So <laughs> Lenovo tablets, check them out. Uh, they're they're coming. Well, they're announced soon. They'll be out. Um, they'll be out very soon. Check them out online at lenovo.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Network. Trevor, we've all got one. Absolutely. You've got a network at your place. Absolutely. I've got a network at my place. But there's a lot of people that, that the first thing they think of a network and think, right, the internet and what we can do, we can access stuff outside our home. But a lot mm. of people don't realise that a network is very useful inside your home. I wrote a story on techguide.com.au today about some products offered by Buffalo. Now, they're a leading uh, hard drive manufacturer, but they're also a a router and and networking product manufacturer as well. So they've got a bit of expertise in this area. And uh, basically, my story is a review of the LinkStation Pro and the LinkStation Duo Pro, which are network drives that can tap into your home network and allow it to be seen by all the devices on your network. So mm. say, for example, I've got all these new photos that I, want, I want to share with the rest of the family. I put them on the network hard drive, and then all the rest of the family can, can uh, access those files in one central place. Perfect. And that's, that's the kind of thing that – and you look at software these days, just to digress, but antivirus software, uh, office software, it all comes with you know home licenses so you can have multiple computers. That's an admission and a clear acceptance that, that homes now have multiple computers in them, and, and when you have multiple computers you need to share between those computers not just videos and movies and music but also files and and all that kind of stuff so these are the kind of things that do a great absolutely. job absolutely and also devices in my household i've got three kids that go to school they need to print out things we've got one print wireless printer that they can access and print to print to wirelessly uh that's another extra uh, another added bonus of having a, a 
connected uh, devices connected to your network. But what I like about the, having this this connected these connected drives is not only can you access them from within your network, you can also access them remotely. So if you're on the other side of the world and you you can actually tap in to your network connected drive with a password and access any data that's on there. So rather than you having to carry all this information with you, you can access it remotely. That's just another added bonus of having connected drives on your home network. A great idea, and you can read all the information on the Buffalo Home Networking Connected Drives at techguide.com.au. And, and a lovely segue, too, to uh, talking networking to, to our, th- our friends at Netgear. You know, whether you've got a Buffalo or a Netgear or whatever type of, of storage or devices in your network, let's talk about the network itself. Now, you've got to get on the internet. That requires a good quality modem. You've got to get on, uh, got to get everyone in your home connected. That requires a router, whether it's plugged in or Wi-Fi. You've got to get a good quality router. You can get Netgear modem routers that'll do the job for every purpose. And then some of your devices aren't made to be part of that network. They might be living in a completely different room and they don't have Wi-Fi on them. You can whack a universal Wi-Fi adapter onto a TV, onto a Blu-ray player, onto an old computer, whatever it might be that doesn't have Wi-Fi and you don't want to run a cable to, a universal Wi-Fi adapter from Netgear, that'll do the job there. Or if you've got, uh, you know, the power line all through your house, which everyone does, you can plug a Netgear power line, an Ethernet adapter in at the router and another one in the other spare room. And bingo, you're on the internet using your power sockets to transmit the internet signal through your house. It's fantastic technology and Netgear are there to help with everything networking in your home. So whatever devices you've got, whatever connectivity issues you have, netgear.com.au. Now, mate, we were, I remember probably three or four weeks ago, we went to uh, the launch of the LG Optimus 3D uh, yes, uh, up at, um, in, in St. Leonard's. Uh, a nice phone, a uh, bit bulky in size, but that's because it carries some great technology in terms of a 3D screen. And three, this is 3D without glasses. So you had information uh, that you've published on techguide.com.au about Angry Birds coming out in 3D. <laughs> That's right, and I know you're a big Angry Birds fan, Massive. as am I, as are so many other people. There's so many different versions of the game now. We played the normal game, HT, Seasons, all these versions, but now you're going to play a different version in 3D, and it's coming, designed for the LG Optimus 3D. It's going to be out in October, so it'll just give us another excuse, Trevor, to go back and start right up from square one, yes, level uh, one, to go through it all again. I um, That's my biggest problem with Angry Birds is, it needs to have a login so that you can... I mean, I guess we're a bit unique. We do change devices a lot. Um, but, you know, if you do swap from your tablet to your, to your smartphone or something like that, you don't, they don't share the same progress. That's my biggest gripe with the game, I think. Do, yeah. do you, have you, have you had any, seen any pictures of how this will work? Like, is it going to actually take you into the, into the screen more, or is it the same well, flat well, layout, I, but, but a little bit more three-dimensional in terms of the, the way the blocks fall out and things like that? Yes, I think so. I think it's still going to be the side-on view, sort of the, the left to right, the birds shooting mm-hmm. over towards the pigs. Yep. Uh, but it's going to give, obviously, a little bit more depth. Uh, I 
haven't seen any any images yet, but it won't be long before you we start seeing them on the web. Uh, just on Angry Birds, though, it's it's such become such a phenomenon. This the, the Angry Birds are there now. There's merchandising. Oh. They're even talking. They're shopping around among the major Hollywood studios. A movie, a movie based on Angry Birds. They're also <laughs> talking about cartoons. They're taking over the world, Trev. Well, and you, but I can totally say that my son has the has a green pig, a yellow uh, bird, a red bird, and a blue bird up on his bed, bedside table there, the, the soft toys. We have been looking everywhere for the board game, but it keeps selling <laughs> out everywhere. I am totally making an Angry Birds cake for his birthday. Uh, it's it's just wow. fun. Do you know what? It, that's the thing about Angry Birds. It's just fun. That's the only thing I worry about a movie. I think a, a movie might ruin that because it needs to be fun and, and not have some sort of uh, backstory as to why the birds are angry with the pig and, you know, play all that out and stuff. I want, I want to see the prequel. Maybe the movie will be the prequel where the pig's stealing the eggs and why why they're at war and I think there's a there's a there's a deep storyline to explore there. Just keep it easy though. Keep it simple, <laughs> keep it fun. But of course. Uh, if if you have a, an Android device or an Apple anything even an Apple computer, because with the Mac store, I've got it on the computer, you must get <laughs> Angry Birds. That's the main message for today. You have to have Angry Birds. It's gold. Well, speakers, Trevor, they're mm. a great thing to have. If you've got a flat screen TV... Yep. Tick. ...and you don't have... If you're, it's not surrounded by speakers, you're only you're only seeing uh, you're only having half the experience. Oh, you know what? I think experience. I've only got a third of the experience. You know, it's just well, a TV sitting up in the corner. I don't get immersed in it at all. Well, I reviewed a great speaker system, the Samsung Series Six. This is a 3D Blu-ray system. Mm. It's also a 3D sound system. Now, it what? comes with four directional speakers, mm. a center speaker, your subwoofer. Uh, it, it's, it, they're quite tall. They're 1.3 meters uh, tall. You can see the pictures of it on, on Tech Guide. Uh, but it, it, was, it was actually quite easy to put together. All the cables are color-coded. So, you know, you open up the box and you think that you're going to have to put a car together. There's that many bits <laughs> in it. But it's actually quite simple. The, the, the color-coded cables, you know where they've got to go. I set it up in 15 minutes. I had this thing running. 3D f- slot loading D- uh, Blu-ray player, but the sound quality out of these speakers, and I've got to say, they're only it's only nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars, which amazing. is pretty good value for the quality you're getting. Uh, the, the rear speakers are wireless. There's a little wireless receiver oh, at the back of the room, you. so there's no cables you're going to trip over between the front and the back of the room. Uh, the subwoofer, it can be positioned anywhere, but the 3D sound, now I played Avatar, I played a few Harry Potter films, Pirates of the Caribbean, all those big, loud films, and the 3D sound actually, it, 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 it seemed as if the sound was descending from the ceiling in some in some scenes. So it was not only around us horizontally, it was also coming down on top of us, which for a Nine for a speaker system that's less than a thousand dollars, I think it's pretty good. So Samsung Home Theatre System, what Series Six, yeah? Series Six, it's the HT DT six seven five O W. If if you to be precise, but it's a Series Six. Uh, it's a great quality. I, I rated it very highly on the. I gave it four and a half stars out of five, mainly because of the quality of the sound, but also the value. Nine hundred ninety nine dollars. You got an instant home theatre. I think it's worth checking out. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. <laughs> 
And that wraps up just another week, and it was a lucky week, Stephen. You're lucky number 21. What an action-packed show. Uh, thank you for your company once again. Big week uh, again next week. Uh, we'll, we'll talk tablets again next week because HP's tablet's going to be announced here in Australia. So there's a lot to talk about each and every week, and you can join us, twoblokestalkingtech.com uh, or on iTunes. And we do thank the good people at Netgear and Samsung Smart TV for their support. Stephen, techguide.com.au. Thank you for your help, mate. Thank you. And if you want to uh, listen to my regular weekly podcast, yourtechlife.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading.